0: Hello, welcome back to redefine fitness. I am Kelsey Wells and guys, here we are. I have no apology because here I am. It's only been a week instead of two or three. Um, today's episode, I think it's going to be kind of short and sweet. I really just have two thoughts, two topics, things that I just kind of want to talk to you about. Um, the first one, the first one is Okay, I got to I got to just start with the story. Let me back up here. So, you may or may not know that I busted my ankle. I wrecked my ankle in a ski accident like a year and a half ago. And um Okay, wait, let me back up even a little bit further. So, I did not, even though I grew up in Utah, I never learned how to ski until two seasons ago when Anderson um, started to learn. I chose to learn. We had this like vision of a family that we were going to take up this hobby together. And Ryan grew up snowboarding and he just knew the magic of being up in the mountains and the slopes. And we live so close. And so, we're like, you know what? We're going to invest in this. We're going to learn. We're going to do this as a family. Um, So we all like jumped, took the leap. It took like Ryan 17 minutes to learn. (laughs) It took Anderson like two days and it was difficult learning how to ski as an adult, even though I am physically fit and was mentally determined. That was one of the harder things I've done. Um, but I learned and I was super proud of myself. And then our second season rolled around. This was last year and like five days into the season, uh, I broke my ankle and that resulted in me needing to have surgery and that resulted in me obviously not skiing the rest of the season, um, going on a massive recovery journey. If you want to know all the details of that, check out the episode, um, the mental reality of physical injury. But anyway, I was so, um, determined again to get back to skiing. I had been cleared from my doctor that I could try again. And so back in November of this year, or sorry, of 2022 of this ski season, we we went, it was like the last weekend of November, the first weekend the slopes were open. I was so scared, you guys. Like, I just didn't know if it would, you know, hurt or like, I didn't I would I didn't, I didn't want to re-injure myself. I just didn't know if I could even do it. I was terrified on every level. And I ended up staying on like the tiny tiny bunny hill that day and not actually even going on any real lifts or terrain. Um but I was super happy that like being in my ski boot and seeing a little bit did not exacerbate my ankle. So I was like this is amazing. Well, truly that um week or a couple of weeks later, I don't remember, before the next opportunity we had to ski again, <laughs> I broke my hand. Um, and I know we've chatted about that a little bit, but thank God it was a much smoother recovery process. I did not need any surgery. It was like eight weeks I had to wear this cast brace thing and now I'm pretty much good to go with my hand. So super, super grateful for that miracle. But whew, basically l- yesterday I had to I had to get back out there. It was like my my hand was fully healed. I was you know back from my travels. It was our first chance that we could go skiing as a family and oh my gosh, if I thought I was scared before in November, it doesn't even compare, but I went. The conditions were not ideal, very low visibility it was snowing pretty hard the entire time. But actually that was a gift in disguise because the slopes weren't super, super packed. And my biggest fear with skiing is like being crowded, like having people flying all around you. So anyway, um, up we went and I faced my fears yesterday. Ryan did not even allow me to go to the bunny hill. He's like, I'm taking you straight, you know, straight up the lift. Um, of course we stayed on the green runs at the resort, but he took me straight up to the top of the lift and I just jumped, you know, and I, I did it. And I can't actually express how much joy I felt and how much fun I had yesterday. Um, we probably did like nine runs and man, I was so proud of myself, you guys. And I remember just being filled with like elation And we were, we went to the lodge and we were just having a little break and eating lunch. And I just told him, I was like, what a unique type of joy that I'm feeling right now that this has given me. This, these things that were really tough, unexpected, unwanted on every level. What a wild blessing. And I've talked before about the different lessons I've learned and, the principle of, of course, our hardest trials have the potential to be our greatest teachers in our lives. But this was a different look at it. It was like, wow, this just really, really innate joy. I earned this because I went through something difficult. I faced my fears. I exercised mental stamina and I chose to take action on my determination. And I did it, you know? And I I mean, it's like, it's an ongoing thing, right? I will continue, I will continue to have, I will have to continue to put myself out there and keep skiing, but I trust that I will be able to. And I'm not going to lie during my healing. It was like, I was real close to just letting that dream go. I was so worried, but I had this vision, like Ryan and I had this shared vision of being a family that could do that together. You know, we only have one kid and he's getting older and skiing is something that we could potentially do as a family until we're very old and gray. I mean, our neighbors are 82 and 84 and they're skiing, um, multiple times a week and loving it. And I wanted that, you know, I wanted, I love the experience of being up there in the mountains and outside in the fresh air, even in the freezing cold, And we're just so blessed to live where we do. And so I just, as much as I did not want to ski ever, ever again, I chose to go forward and exercise discipline and just face my fears and not give up on that hope and that dream. And now I see it again. I'm so excited to go skiing again. I will continue to practice and improve and I'm not going to let my fears hold me back. Um, we actually ended up going our third run. I, Brian was like, I'll follow you, you choose. And we actually ended up going on the run that I had my fall and I just needed to do it. I just really needed to like bite the bullet and take the leap, so to speak. And I was so scared, but, um, and I didn't go off into the trees. I didn't go through the powder like I did when I got hurt, but just doing that run and remembering what happened last time I was there. It was so gratifying getting through it and such a beautiful example to me. I guess the whole skiing experience for me and in my injury and recovery and especially yesterday was a perfect example of the fact that we can do hard things. And the, the other point of that's not as discussed is the joy that comes when we do. It's a really sacred, um, beautiful joy that you earn I want you to think about a time in your life where you've done a hard thing, where you went through something that you weren't sure you could handle, or maybe it was something unexpected that happened, or maybe just something that you knew you needed to do, like getting, you know, a degree, or I don't know, anything in your life that has been really hard, that's taken a lot of discipline and courage, maybe a lot of time, a lot of effort, output, continued effort and output. How beautiful is that gift that you earn by doing that. And it was just such a reminder to me that life guys life is always going to be hard. It is not meant to be easy. But you I'm sure you've heard this before, it's so true you get to choose your hard. It was so hard not being able to ski all of last year. It was so hard It would have been hard if I continue not to do it again, for good reason, it would have been hard to watch my boys go without me. It would have been hard to miss it and long to do it again. It would have been hard to let that dream go. It was also hard to face my fears and to choose to go for it. You get to choose your heart, but I promise you nothing, looking back on your life Whenever I'm in doubt of which hard I want to choose, I flash forward in my mind to myself, hopefully when I'm old and gray, when I'm looking back on my life, what do I want to say? And every single time it helps me decide because my God, I know for sure that I would regret more the hard that would come and the pain that I'd endure if I chose not to try. If I had a dream that I let die because of fear. If I, you know, if I take a leap and it doesn't go the way that I plan or think or foresee, that's okay. I can live with that. Maybe it opens another door to a better path, but my God, I don't want to look back and wonder On what kind of human I could have become, or what kind of memories I would have made for myself if I had only followed my heart, as cheesy as that sounds. When you're thinking about your life, especially in the sense of your efforts in fitness and in health and in nutrition and in exercise, what are your goals? you're always often hearing, you know, what's your why? Why do you do this? Um, Exercise discipline over motivation, and that's all great and that's all fine. But ultimately, maybe it's helpful to look at it from a broader, more macro perspective. Like fitness is about caring for your health. Your health is multifaceted. Your spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health are so entwined. They're not separate. And when you're making your goals in health and fitness. Are you doing so out of fear? Are you doing so out of punishment? Are you doing so because you think you should or you need to, or are you doing so to live your best life? And this is exactly why one goal, you know, could be healthy for an individual and that same goal could be unhealthy for another. It's all about where that goal is stemming from. Is, are your choices... And the paths you're choosing stemming from fear, fear of failure, fear that you're not enough, or are they stemming from challenging yourself, growing, living, experiencing, learning, or caring, being, right? I can't answer that for you. We all have to answer that for ourselves, but When I look at my life that way, especially when I'm looking at like setting up a new training plan even, it's the first time that I'm able to kind of train regularly post injuries and it feels so good. But I've learned a lot since, you know, 2018, 2019, and certainly 2020 and on. And it's like, I don't know if I want to go back to that old normal. I'm not sure that that serves me the same, that frequency of training or maybe that intensity. It's like, I want to make my training program right now one that helps me reach my physical fitness goals, but also allows me more time and space to nurture and put more effort into my emotional, spiritual, and mental health goals. Also, the effort that I'm putting in in the gym and in my sessions is more refined than ever towards, I want to feel good. I want to feel and be reminded of my power and my strength and my intelligence. And it feels so good. You know, it's like I, I. you can, again, you can train the same way, but at different points in your life and thanks to your growth, it can mean different things and it can be healthier. And I want to challenge you to look at the way that you're living and training and, and ask yourself. What hard are your choices stemming from? And once you've established that, it's about focusing on your effort. Focus on your effort over outcome. And when you do, when you are hyper-focused on outcomes, you'll almost always, you are setting yourself up for disappointment more often than not because we cannot see the future. However, if you are hyper-focused on your efforts over your outcomes, I mean, wow, life gets really damn good because that's what you do get to control. And then you can let go and trust that your life is going to unfold for you exactly as it's meant to. I, you know, like little things, the little efforts the little daily ones, the ones that you don't even want to think about. Those are actually the ones, those are really all that matters. How are you feeling the moments and the minutes of your day? Are your efforts something that you can be proud of? Are your efforts out of a growth mindset or out of a fear mindset? Are your efforts in line with your values? I'm waking up earlier. I'm prioritizing my meditation. Very first thing before I look at my phone, I'm being more intentional with my gratitude journal, right? Like my goals and my efforts to care for myself and my health haven't changed too much lately, but I am more focused on those efforts. And I have seen such beautiful, I guess, results from that. If you focus on your efforts over your outcomes, then you can find joy in any outcome. Just like my injury. I was hell-bent and focused on putting in the effort to learn how to ski. I did not want the outcome of getting injured, but it's taught me so much. And I honestly would not change it looking back. I hope that that all makes sense. Um, The other thing, the second thing that I wanted to kind of bring up today, I said there were two things is about, and, and I promise that they do go hand in hand, even though it can kind of sound counterintuitive. The second thing that has been on my mind this week a lot is the fact that our journey is not linear, but most importantly, that you've already arrived. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and there's a lot of uh, focus lately on growth and healing you know, I'm, I'm healing, I'm prioritizing myself, I'm working on my growth. And those are beautiful things. We just talked a lot about that. But at what point do you arrive then? Like when in your life are you allowed to thrive? And I feel like we get caught up in that growth and healing uh hustle that it's almost counterproductive sometimes. It's like, God, this version of me, this me, I love her. She is the bomb. I am proud of myself. I am thriving. Even if that some days feels a hell of a lot like barely surviving, I am proud of exactly where and who and how I am right now today. And I'm focused on my efforts each day to care for myself and my health, but man, I am done with the not enoughness that is fostered when we are so obsessive about focusing on healing or growing. Healing and growth are byproducts of an intentionally lived life. You will continue to heal and grow and expand as you choose to live authentically, as you allow your outputs and your efforts and your actions to come from a place of love over fear, I promise you those things, they're happening. In the stillness, they happen. Some of the most profound lessons and learnings and growing that I've ever done in my life or found in my life or felt have come from the seasons after darkness where I just am still and I feel. Again, my efforts are about being gentle with myself, caring for my health. And then it's amazing. The the epiphanies come, those aha moments like dawn on you. You will heal and grow and and live a life happier than you could ever know. But being hyper-focused on wanting that, I don't think is it. Be hyper-focused on being exactly where you are. Building yourself up. Leaning into your strengths. Being proud of who you are today. You will grow. But right now, being you right now, spending time with this you... It's so much more than okay. I have a feeling that you are doing so much better than you even know. So let the guilt go. You're going to grow. Um. Yeah, that's really all I wanted to say today. It's beautiful and sunny outside. The sky is blue instead of gray. And I just need to go out there and breathe in that air. Um, Thank you again for listening. If you are, I'm proud of you. And I love you so much.